we are grateful, Father, for your word. With reverence and humility of heart, we come that you would inspire us, that you would help me to say things that would, you know, prepare the hearts of us, your people, for your servant, who would come up by your grace to bring us blessing from you, our Lord, our Savior. Thank you, Father, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 4. I heard Pastor uh, uh, Jeff talked about prayers that was held in the build-up to this meeting and that um, during the prayers a direction came forth to the fullness of Christ. And let me read uh, one of those verses of scripture that uh, holds that very very evidently Ephesians chapter 4 I read verse from verse 11 even though where I'm really going to is verse 13 but I read from verse 11 and he gives some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Let's say Amen. amen. So, uh, Paul, from these verses of Scripture, verses, you can read it in context very well from verse 7, where he began talking about the grace of Christ that the Lord gave to people who minister in the fivefold, that this grace the Lord gives to the fivefold for a number of reasons, to perfect saints. The saints he's talking about here are folks he had also mentioned in chapter 1, from verse 15 and he said wherefore i also when i heard of your faith in the lord jesus and of your love towards all the saints saints are believers who are born again filled with the spirit but who have gone ahead to use the milk of the word and the milk of the word builds a believer some you know in a measure uh it doesn't as it where you know, make that believer spiritual in the context of the spirituality that is Christ or that is in Christ. But he wins that believer away from measures of carnality. Uh, I saw on Pastor Tosin, Timatosin status earlier today. For those of us who have his phone number, Pastor Tosin that ministers in Believers Convention. And he did two status, the last I saw you know, yesterday. The first one, he said, um, thank God for Reverend Kenneth E. Egan for his faith teachings, his love work, and his dynamic, his faith life, love work, and his dynamic teachings, which he lived and left a, a you know, um, an, a legacy for the coming generation. And that struck me. You understand, that's a high minister of the gospel of Christ who, you understand, could peruse from the point of view of Christ and see the benefit 
of that work the Lord did in his servant, God's servant, Reverend Kenneth E. Egan, of blessed memory. So the milk of the word builds a soul and makes it sainted. What's qualified as saints there is the soul of a believer. Our spirit is spirit. Our spirit is life. Our spirit is Christ. Our spirit, you know, you know, was quickened, you understand, together with Christ from the dead. But the soul can be carnal. A soul can be unsainted. There are many believers' souls that are not yet saint, sainted. Years ago, God's servant daddy, okay, defined being sainted. You understand? He said a, saint, a sainted soul is a soul that has been, you know, um, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, perfumed as it were, <laughs> you know, with some measure of the truth of the gospel, specifically the milk of the word. And daddy used the word saint. That is a prophet. He has, you know, the way that daddy ministers. He used the word saint, meaning that's which gives such aroma of pleasure to God. So in reality, the people Paul is talking about in Ephesians 1 are saints who have used milk of the word. And their milk was so good that it was resounding in testimonies that Paul heard it. And when Paul heard it, he began to pray for them that the Lord would bring them another allocation. So the fivefold Paul was referring to in Ephesians chapter 4, they are the fivefold who should perfect those saints or people who have used milk of the word. So a believer who's used milk of the word very well, you understand, uh, is uh, Ephesians, First uh, Corinthians chapter 3. You know, he said, he said, and I, brethren, when I came unto you, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Verse 2, I have fed you with milk. So a Christian that has been fed with milk is a Christian that has been sainted. So milk makes saints. Let's say amen. Saints, not in the sense that some you know, body portions in the body of Christ has defined it, you understand, is in that maybe somebody dies and after some years you check their grave, his skin is not decayed, that means he's a saint. No, in scriptural parlance, a saint is somebody who has used the milk of the word, ate the milk of the word, and used that milk, that person is a saint. So, saints are saints because of meal. Saints are saints in their soul. And saints are not perfect. Let's say amen. So Paul was you know, admonishing them in that for, uh, Ephesians chapter 4 that the reason for the fivefold is a number of reasons. And you know, the first one is for the perfecting of the saints. You can put it another way, for the perfecting of babies. Who have used milk and by reason of milk had grown some. But yet they are not perfect. Yet they have not come into the allocation of what is spiritual. Let's say amen. So he said for the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. For the building up of the body of Christ. There's a colon meaning verse 13. You understand? For that explains verse 12. Till we all come 
in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. This a saint is perfected when a saint gets here. A perfect when he said for the perfecting of the saints. This is what he wants to do, first of all. When a saint arrives at this point, as a result of faith, the faith doctrine being united to the point wherein you see what is the Son of God, which is Christ, that person's soul will arrive at the point what is called a perfect man. Everybody say a perfect man. Now, a perfect man is not a full man. Because they, he said, unto a perfect man, then unto, by reason of unity of faith, a soul arrives at the point where it is perfect. Now, what would make a soul a perfect man, not the perfect man? What would make a soul a perfect man is Christ. And you know, one thing the Lord has blessed us with in our generation is that the Lord, you know, has shown so much mercy, you understand, through his servants, you understand, you know, you know, in, you know, in unearthing the doctrine of Christ that we find in the New Testament. The preaching of Christ, the preaching of faith, the preaching of hope, the preaching of charity. Let's say amen. Now that preaching is the preaching of the spiritual man. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It's just an exhortation to stay our hearts and prepare us for what the Lord has in stock for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I read from verse 1. If you're there, say amen. This is Paul speaking to the Corinthian brethren. Now concerning spiritual, that he taught this overwhelmingly in canada convention you know last year as a matter of fact that was the best time it has never been taught as clear as that faith hope charity that's the classic of faith hope charity you understand for years that he has been teaching it but that one if you ask me he almost put a seal to that matter in arrangement in order in clarity canada convention last year did that he said now concerning spiritual Brethren, I would not have you ignorant. I omitted the gifts because it's in italics. Because what he's talking about here is much more than gifts. He mentioned gifts in verse 4 of this 1 Corinthians 12 and elaborated on gifts from verses 7 to 11. But in reality, he's not talking about only gifts. Verse 6 of this 1 Corinthians 12 talked about ministries, diversities of ministries, you understand? Then verse 7 or verse 5, diversities of ministries. Then verse you know, 6 talks about operations of God, which daddy explained to be the realm of God. You know, but so, but verse 1 makes it look like everything he's talking about is gifts. But when you read down, he's talking about much more than gifts of the Spirit. So the italics, you understand, uh, at times they paint it right, like Kenneth Egan, uh, daddy would say. But at times, they don't really give the right inference. In this case, the gifts when omitted, you will see the whole chapter clearly. Because he wants to talk about gifts, of course. Then he wants to talk about ministry, ministry graces. Then in chapter 13, he wants to talk about you know, some charity. Things that make for faith, hope, and charity. All of them are spiritual. 
But the beginning of spirituality is that, you know, when the holy gifts of the spirit begin to land on people, you understand, they begin to have a foretaste of spirituality. And that in itself is around the milk of the gospel. That spirituality is the gifts come on you and it goes. They don't give you the gifts, they give you the manifestation. Uh, so it's just like a foretaste. The, it, 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 uh, any of the nine gifts of the Spirit comes on the believer when they are using the milk of the gospel. And you understand, they have a foretaste of what that thing is. It moves on them and it lifts. So that's not the spirituality that the New Testament wants to work. The spirituality the New Testament wants to work in us is in nature. Let's say amen. Then he went further from verses you know, 12 to 30 or 31. He was talking about ministry gifts. The summary of it is 28, 29, 30. Apostles, prophets, teachers, healings, miracles, helps, governments, tongues, diverse tongues, interpretation of tongues. But that in itself is, you know, graces of Christ that are to teach either milk. And those graces of Christ can be elevated to teach things you find in chapter 13. They can teach faith. They can teach hope. They can teach charity. So Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. Mentioned five of those teaching graces. And said the reason why they gave those graces. Is to perfect the saints. And what will perfect the saints. Are faith, hope, charity. The Perfection, Gogo, is charity. When a soul arrives at charity. And the giving of faith, hope, and charity is the giving of things spiritual. Let's say amen. amen. You know, while our pastor, my brother, Pastor Lickie, was leading prayers, was talking about what he was hearing in the spirit, is hearing things everlasting. Now, things everlasting are preceded by things spiritual. The spiritual things that are Christ, are things a soul needs to know to be a perfect man. Now, a perfect man has not come to the fullness of Christ. So, there is Christ, and there is the fullness of Christ. Let's say amen. Hope it's clear to that point. I'm just reiterating what we've heard over and over again. Yeah? So, a person who has come to Christ is a perfect man. But a perfect man is not a full Christ. A full Christ is a man who is not only spiritual, he is also everlasting. He is not only everlasting, he ends up being eternal. These are daddies, these are things that is daddy has things. I'm very excited about it. Eh? Now, if you've listened to you know, teachings in recent times, you understand, for example, the 31st night service, that he talked about, you understand, living waters. That it is things of the Father. Or things that are everlasting in nature. Let's say amen. Then that he talked about, you understand, fountains of waters, fountains of life. Then talked about rivers. Of, of, you know, of eternal life. That the, the fountains and the river are the two extremes. The fountains first, then the river, the realms of eternal life. But there is living water. So the, the theme of this year's school of the spirit is saying volumes. So that we'll prepare our heart for whatever the Lord wants to bring.
Now, one thing the Lord has done, and I have listened to Pastor Jeff some. Two years ago, I took time to listen to you, Pastor Jeff. You know, when you were teaching, Daddy was there, I think, two years ago. Or Daddy couldn't go two years ago at a particular time, but he eventually went. And I, you were teaching, you taught. And I listened to you, and I came back and I told Daddy. I said, Daddy, this your son has crossed. <laughs> this your son he knows this gospel very, very well. I was being taught and I was being blessed. I was amazed at the skill that was demonstrated in the place of teaching. So I know having someone like Pastor Jeff and our other pastors in Canada, things of Christ would have been taught. And I know because of the you know, grace on Daddy that is on that work on Pastor Jeff and other pastors, this theme is not accidental. It's not coincidental. It's not by child's play. The fullness of Christ. Because there is Christ. And Christ is not full. Eh? If he does not have father. Let's say amen. He is not full. If he does not have God. So Colossians chapter 3. Verse 2. Chapter 2 verse 2. You know, very popular verse that uh, believers' uh, anamnesis brought to light. So let's read it. Colossians chapter 2. I read verse 2. That their hearts might be comforted. This is Paul. Being knit together in love. Unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding. To the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. So a person who is at the level of Christ is a perfect man. But he has a lack. Everybody say he has a lack. He has a lack. What is his lack? Father and God. So when Christ becomes full, he has Father and he has God. And one of the things the Lord has begun to do prior to anamnesis, after anamnesis with anamnesis, is that the Lord has begun to supply our lack of the Father. And our lack of the Father is our lack of things that are incorruptible. Let's say amen. amen. And the things that are incorruptible are the things that the Lord is speaking forth at these times. So every time the Lord, you know, you know, as you know, in recent meetings, our daddy has, you know, come forward to minister is the things that are incorruptible. Like the Poland meeting was a great blessing. You know, it was very short in comparison to other meetings prior to anamnesis, but it was most profound. We came into new definitions of corruption and incorruption. You understand? The definitions that we had as Christ, with Christ's sense, Christ's light of what is corrupt, the Lord had to begin to upgrade it. So one thing I know amongst many things the Lord will do in this year's School of the Spirit is upgrade in judgment. The Lord will upgrade our definitions, our, our, our sense of what is, you know, right will be upgraded to the level of light of things that are incorruptible. Let's say amen. You know, like Pastor Leke said, I know we have to trust the Lord for consecration of arts. We have to trust the Lord for, you know, prayer, desire, hunger, you know, you know, for the Lord to reach out to us. That at the time this meeting is ending, and I'm amazed that it's a five-day meeting, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's too much. Maybe four hours every night, 
like maybe this maybe like from 2 a.m to 6 or 7 a.m you understand our lives will never be the same again imagine you know maybe five hours let's say five hours you know all things being equal to stay extend it five hours 25 hours this week you understand in the middle of the night then you now add maybe two three hours each day for you know for four days the lord would have put things in us i'm seeing pastor jeff yeah and i'm sure pastor jeff won't mind you understand the lord would have put things me i came hungry i came resolute i came with intention pastor jeff am i saying your mind <laughs> yeah we don't want one hour two hours we want everything thank god is in the middle of the night Eh? so you know the lord will bless us we'll be hungry we'll be thirsty you know we'll come with questions our questions will project in the spirit what is incorruptible you know so what is undefiled what is that things that fades not away and the high priest will move his servant and speak to our hearts and we'll be upgraded by his mercy and by his grace can we pray this morning you know our whatever time it is that we are maybe evening in in canada that the lord would show us mercy that the lord will show us mercy across board wherever we are streaming from wherever we are viewing from that the lord would help us that this meeting will be that meeting there has been that meeting for many of us that we met the lord our lives turned around can we pray that this year's school of the spirit canada would be that meeting that clarity will come, we would encounter the Lord, we would encounter Jesus, we will move forward in our walk with God. Let's go ahead and pray in the name of Jesus.